Welcome to the Woot and Why NFL podcast, proudly brought to you by William Hill, where you'll find faster, easier betting on the NFL. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Woot and Why Show, our AFC Pick the Line season over under special, brought to you by William Hill. Gamble responsibly. I am Josh Y, joined by my buddy Josh Woot. Hey, you gone? Yeah. Podcast three of the night. Man, just turn it's, it's it through. It's a pod on. marathon tonight. Just we're just smashing it. Uh, abso- we're just two beans in a pod. <laughs> Jeez, you like that? No, it's terrible. <laughs> And the jokes continue. They do. They're they're getting worse and worse and worse. Pick the lines. We do this every year. When I say that, we've done it two years. (laughs) So basically... Every year for the last two years. Two years. years. We've done done it every year for the last two years. How did we go last year? Not too bad. Some we were really off on. Um, Myself, Washington was a big egg in my face. (laughs) But like some we really (laughs) hit... Like some (laughs) some we really hit on like... I think Tampa Bay, we hit exactly the win total... Um, a few others as well, but Tampa Bay really came to one because they were a pretty good price. But yeah, I definitely picked Carolina at fifteen and one. Fifteen and one. Uh, so no, we're not picking what we think their records are. Obviously, we'll discuss what we think they're going to be. But we're looking at the over under markets for from William Hill um, and their prices, and we're just discussing you know whether we will uh, back the over or the under. Uh, obviously, we'll make a pick. Others will suggest a, a better to bet on than others. Anyway, so let's let's start with the AFC East. And we'll start with the New England Patriots. Uh, Tom Brady suspended for four games. First one at Arizona. The next three at home. Jimmy Garoppolo starting. So the schedule works favorably for the Brady suspension in that three of the games are at home. And the the teams they're facing... Then they go uh, to the Browns, yeah? Yeah, when so Brady... Brady went, Brady's first week backs against the Browns? It's absolute shellacking. He's just going to tear it up. Thoughts on them. They're at 10.5 is the line. Dollar eighty five for over. Dollar ninety six for under. Okay. Well, in my, um, I've already predicted. I've typed it down. You can yep. see it in front of me. I've said push, but I do think they will go over. Yep. I have them going. I've the only reason I'm saying push. If Brady was playing all games, it'd be over all day. I, I still, I just think they somehow. Bill Belichick will always have his team finish twelve and four. So I, I think it's an over. I, I have them at twelve and four. I would say. Yeah. Yep. I just, uh, I think that's their. I think their their record at worst is ten wins, at worst. So I think. You know, their ceiling could be 13-3, and three, depending on how many Jimmy Garoppolo um, wins. But there's a genuine chance that when Brady returns, they do not lose again, based on their schedule. They do have a tough game against Seattle, but it is at home, and a game at Denver where they always seem to struggle, but uh, the quarterback obviously a concern for the Denver Broncos at this point. But yeah, yeah I am I, comfortably going with uh, over, and I, I back the overs on the Pat- Patriots every every year, and it pays off. Till Tom Brady falls off a cliff or Bill Belichick also falls off a cliff. One of those two. Dynamic duo together. Miami, seven, the line is. Uh, t- over $2.05, under at $1.77. Thoughts on, on their team and their outlook this season? Obviously, Adam Gase in, uh, Lamar Miller out. You know, this guy, Adam Gase, you know, Peyton Manning speaks very highly of, of Adam Gase. I know it's easy to look good when your quarterback's Peyton Manning, but he... 
you know, it seems to be an exception to the rule. It worked well with Jay Cutler last year. Yeah. All right. So looking at Miami, I look at Adam Gase and I think, you know, you worked wonders with what you did in um, both Denver and Chicago. I thought, you you know, a lot of people were saying Chicago might have the number one pick, but, you know, he managed to turn that offense into something productive. Yep. I don't see it going so well in Miami. I can't. I can't get behind it, given their off-season moves as well. I have them at four or five wins total. Wow. I'm a little bit high when I first put put it into my spreadsheet. They did come out at four, and it didn't feel right, given their front seven. I really like their defensive front seven. Secondary is woeful. It's a concern. And they've got the, the huge money man in Byron Maxwell. <laughs> and Kiko Alonso. That, that that was one of the most baffling moves. Uh, another is getting rid of Lamar Miller and replacing him with the corpse of Arian Foster. That's that's another move that I don't like. Um, offensive line still an issue despite Larry Tunsil being drafted. Yeah, I I see them between sort of four and nine wins. I have them around six and ten. I'm taking the under yep. uh, for for them. Uh, all right, let's move on to Buffalo. Eight is the number. Uh, Two dollars ten with William Hill. Dollar seventy four for under. Uh, just an off season for hell, from hell for or for hell. From hell. It's Either definitely way. for hell. Yeah. <laughs> it's still going, the off-season. That's why <laughs> the part, you know, yes. the present tense still being used. But yep. uh, Reggie Raglan, Shaq Lawson, injured. Marcel Darius, suspended, going to rehab. Lots of concerns. There was a bit of issues with Carlos Williams, and now he's gone. Reggie Bush is the backup running back now. Sammy Watkins is either injured one day, healthy the next, as concerns. But obviously, Tyrod Taylor, they've managed to partly lock up to a long-term deal. It's kind of a long-term deal, but it's not really a deal. That's that's a whole separate issue. We could debate that for another hour. But Buffalo, eight wins. Where do you, how do you see it playing out for you? I have it very close to that. I think Buffalo will be around that seven, eight mark. So I've, I'm pushing it. I wouldn't touch it. I think that is where the line is at a pretty good spot there. But um, if I had to go one way, I'd go under. But um, I wouldn't be... Like you could easily see them going eight and just having your money pushed back. So I think I would go under. I'd have them at seven wins probably, and it's difficult. I've got them at six and ten, uh, same as Miami. It's just tough with that defense gone. Like their defense wasn't good last year with Rex Ryan. I'm I'm trying to figure out who's going to rush the passer. No, well, like they've got Rob Ryan in there now, so that's a huge win. <laughs> Fully pregnant. Yeah, I try to combine. Uh, I, I think, and, and that was a mistake. I, I think we got to be so, all in. All in. Um, <laughs> yeah. Jerry Hughes is a great player. But Marcel Darius and, and Kyle Williams is still coming off an injury and another year older. I just it used to be a strength of theirs. Now it's a weakness. Obviously, the secondary is good. Stephon Gilmore, Gilmore and Ronald Darby. But if they can't pressure the quarterback, that can quickly unfold. So I, I'm not convinced. I really like Tyrod Taylor, and I think they can work. But behind Sammy Watkins, there's nothing really else on that offense that excites me. To, you know, in that passing game, if something does happen to Watkins, and that, and that can very easily happen. So I'm I'm easily taking the unders again. Uh, for the Buffalo Bills. Let's move on to the New York Jets. Ryan Fitzpatrick rejoins the team finally after a long, old-fashioned country-western standoff. Eight wins is the line. Over at $2.35, under at $1.60. It is eight wins. Very similar for the, for these three teams. Uh, a lot of a lot of talent in certain areas of their roster. They just seem to lack that franchise quarterback. That There seems to be sort of a huge, I don't know, another, it feels like there's another Tom Brady in between two two yeah. of them. That's how big the gap is. 
I, I look I look at the Jets in a very similar way to that. I look at Buffalo. I have them at probably around seven or eight. You can see them going that way again. I would once again I I wouldn't risk my own money on it. However, if I did, the under is looking like the option for me. Of all those teams in in the division outside the Patriots, the Jets have the best roster, I think. Outside of New England, you said. Yeah, yeah. outside of New England, obviously. I, I really like the Jets' offense. Brandon Marshall, Eric Decker's great. Bilal Powell and Matt Forte are a great duo. Fitzpatrick's okay. He's fine in Changale's offense. He is what he is. And then on defense, you know, that Sheldon Richardson, Muhammad Wilkinson uh, front there with... Uh, no snacks, Harrison, but you do have the rookie, that second-year player now. They took him... Devin Smith? No, Leonard Williams, sorry. Oh, sorry, other side of the ball. Yeah, Leonard Williams, Sheldon Richardson, Muhammad Wilkinson, great front trio there. To be honest, I don't think the... I think they're really going to feel the loss of Harrison. I think they're going to feel the loss of Harrison more than they actually think. Sorry, Snack. Snacks, Is that his name? Snacks Harrison, yeah. Snacks Harrison. So, I think they're going to feel that loss. I think they're also going to feel... I know they've brought in Matt Forte. Yep. But I think they're going to feel the loss of Ivory more than they think as well. Yeah, I, I do like Bilal Powell, though. The last few... few, But he's a very similar player to Matt Forte. I, I yeah. think you're right. And yeah. he's also... like He's he's a great complementary player. Yep. And he complemented Ivory's like violent running style oh, really so, well. Yeah, they miss that violence. Yeah. And so that's why I think now that they've gotten that in Jacksonville, they've got the complement of Yeldon and Ivory. So yep. that's what they, you know, they should have, I know it was a high price to play, yep. to pay for, yep. you know, that tandem, but I think they're going to miss it more than they think. Yeah. Although th- you mentioned Snacks Harrison. They did they did take Steve McLennan, who is a, a good nose tackle, but doesn't have quite that pass, that quite nice pass rush that you don't expect from someone like Snacks Harrison that he, that he did bring. I mentioned that I, I think that was that, a good sentence, Josh. Sorry, I know, <laughs> quite I, nice pass rush. <laughs> I, it's nose tackles don't generally have pass rushing ability like Snacks Harrison. No. So that's that's what I was trying to say, but just couldn't say it so eloquently like you did, uh, Woot. But I mentioned that this roster I think is the strongest outside of New England. But you look at this schedule and they have the toughest opening six games you'll ever see. It, it's just brutal. Cincinnati at Buffalo, win, win. at Kansas City, Seattle at Pittsburgh, at Arizona. It's just a shocking start. Jesus. If they can get through that at 500 or just below. If they can get a win out of that. I, he, where you can, heard that Fitzpatrick's back, right? Sorry, mate. Yeah. that That's just a, too tough an ask for me. Uh, if they had maybe Miami or Buffalo schedule, I would probably push the over or, or say that they might finish 8-8, eight 9-7, and, eight, nine and seven, but with this... Brutal six-game stretch to start the season. And then you've also got some road trips to to New England and Miami later on in the schedule. And then they play... Sorry, I haven't even mentioned. They play New England another two times outside of that first six weeks. And then they also play the Colts as well. So I've got them at 6-10. and 10, So uh, all all three teams, 6-10, and 10, equal second in this division behind New England, who should win 12 games. Firmly on the We're under. It. Yeah. Anything else on this division before we move on? No, I just want to mention Lachlan Edwards, uh, the Australian, playing well and uh, will be a real strength for them, the punting game. Big lake. Beautiful. Well, I'll up them then. They're over. Speaking <laughs> of Australians, let's move on to the Denver Broncos where Adam Gotsis got this plays and uh, he's been looking good. Uh, coming back from injury, slots into that defense really well. They lost Vance Walker. So you'll see Adam Gotsis see some more time at, at right end as opposed to being a backup where he's at left end. So you'll see him rotate around that defensive line enough. But... The line there is nine and a half. You can get two dollars thirty for the over. 
and you can get $1.62 for the under. Thoughts on the reigning Super Bowl champions? Nine and a half. I think Wins. there's a bit of money to be had. Yeah? I think, again, right, bookies are good, aren't they? They are. The bookies are good, especially William Hill. Um, Gamble response. <laughs> yeah. However, I think the line is perfect. However, again, however. How many howevers? Get <laughs> over under howevers. <laughs> Not at all. God damn these bookies. They're great. <laughs> um, although. Yes. <laughs> over under conjunctions. By the way, this is the, uh, this is. When every time you started a new paragraph in a uh, university essay, and you'd go, "I've used however or also or although too many I always times." I thought you like, can't start a sentence with a, a word like that anyway. I don't know. That's why my master. Stay so tuned late. for the grammar <laughs> podcast later on tonight. Any yeah. who? Well, <laughs> what were you gonna? I was gonna say. All right, so they're perfectly around that line. Yep. But a dollar sixty-two on the unders. It looks like everyone's pushing that. I have kind of the opinion that. The kind of the hate's gone too far. Yeah, I think they're not getting enough respect. They're not getting enough credit. People, do do people remember the defense that just destroyed that offense that Carolina had? People don't, and it's even though people think it's Trevor Simeon, like Mm. they just beat the Carolina Panthers with Peyton Manning, who was a shell, the corpse, who was a shell of himself. Trevor Simeon's going to be able to air it out. Yeah, and. And that's assuming Trevor Simeon plays for 17 weeks. Paxton Lynch has been... Oh, it does. To to be honest, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it has looked great. And I think Trevor Simeon can be a stopgap. And if if Trevor Simeon plays 17 weeks, that means that that he's good, that you don't have to worry about putting anyone else at quarterback. And if he's not, then you might have Paxton Lynch start from week six onwards or something. And he looks like a perfect fit in Kubiak's scheme. And Trevor Simeon, people keep bringing up a seventh-round pick, but he was Kubiak's hand-picked guy. And... I I have to admit, I was a doubter of Trevor Simeon. All through June and July, when you kept hearing his name, I just thought it was coach talk. I did some more reading about it, and it is quite a fascinating story. And although, I've got to mention this, you know, obviously the corpse of Peyton Manning could not throw the ball as well as Trevor Simeon can right now. So obviously, you look at that and think, oh, that's an upgrade at quarterback. But it's also that mental aspect of the game. Did you Did you see that Melvin Gordon touchdown run from Phil Rivers? That was an exceptional call at the line of scrimmage. That's something something that the the Denver quarterbacks probably won't have the experience or the knowledge to do as opposed to a Peyton Manning or or a Phil Rivers. So that kind of experience is is a loss and something that you won't be able to read defenses as well. But you you have that arm strength and those weapons Wasn't around them. Just a piece of beauty. He just he was he saw the blitz coming. Yeah. Just adjusted. Did his you know he little got hand signals. The yeah. Great. Like, but that's something that Simeon and Lynch won't be able to do, and that that'll hurt Denver. But man, this defense is godlike. Yeah, it's their secondary is so good. Tlaib, Chris Harris, Bradley Roby, Darian Stewart, T.J. Ward. You know they've lost some pieces. You know Trevathan and, and Malik Jackson have gone, but they've replaced them. Brennan, they re-signed Brennan Marshall. They drafted Adam Gotsis. They bring in Jared Crick, which is a hugely underrated signing. Uh, I, I like them over, uh, just over. It's close, but at two dollars thirty, the price is really enticing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have them for ten wins, and I think they'll win the division. Uh, although that division is going to be close, as you'll see uh, as we continue on. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs, they're they're the buzz team in the division right now. Uh, between them and Oakland, I think is is getting a lot of buzz. Uh, nine and a half the line for them as well. Dollar seventy seven for over, and two dollars five for under. So you just note the price difference there. Bookmakers obviously think Kansas City are the team to beat in the division. I disagree. 
I disagree too because of what we just spoke about with Denver. Yep. However, obviously you can see it just completely capitulating yep. Yep. for them and the Kansas City coming out being an 11-12 win team. But I think that line is perfect. Yeah, I it agree. crushes me. It, I've got them at nine wins, so I'm not touching this this line at all. It's a it's a clear push for me. If I have to say anything, yeah, nine nine wins just under. But me too. With with Kansas City and Denver, it's one thing in the division is both those teams have huge home field advantages, which really help them in the division. Because I think when it comes down to their win totals, these division games that they play against Oakland and San Diego are really going to affect them. I just worry about Kansas City's defense. Justin Houston's on pup. Tamba Harley's coming back from an injury. Uh, and and Jamal Charles is going to be eased back. There's, there's concerns Houston may not play a snap all season, and he's a huge loss. They also lost Sean Smith as well, who, who went to a division rival, and now you've got to worry about that secondary. They just, they're just getting Eric Berry back as well, who's missed most of the preseason. Mm-hmm. Can their offense carry them enough? Can Alex Smith carry them enough? I, I really like what they've done on offense, but I'm not, I'm just not sure the defense will be as good. No, I agree. It is. It's it's just a tough situation. It, it it really is. It's it's you can see them going really well, and then you can see them just completely, you know, capitulating. Yes. What would you say the range is like? What what would shock you like as a low as a floor for them? I think probably you know around the area of six would that would definitely shock me. Yeah. However. A seven and eight is understand. Oh no! You know what? I reckon anything lower than an eight would actually surprise me. I couldn't see them going lower than eight because they are, even though they, you know, might not be the most exciting team. They are, you know, a game manager kind of team. Alex Smith isn't one to go out and just blow you away and win you the game every week, but he won't lose you the game every week. No, and and their defense. You know, I mentioned the players have lost, but. You know, another guy they lost was Mike DeVito, an underrated pass rusher. But Chris Jones, who they've drafted, has looked sensational. And you mentioned sort of Andy Reid and that offense. They control the clock a lot and try and keep their defense fresh and, and off the field. So the time management will factor into that. But, yeah, it's a clear it's a clear push from me. Uh, let's move on to the Oakland Raiders. Their line is at eight $1.85 for over. Get on it. $1.96 for under. All right. Spill. You Push. don't? Sell me on it. I have them over. I have them. I would have them winning the division. Wow. No? No. You're still with no, Denver, no. yeah? I'm still with Denver, but look, I have... Let me just check my spreadsheet. I have I have Oakland at nine wins as well. They, they have a really favorable early schedule. You know, at New Orleans, Atlanta, at Tennessee, at Baltimore, and then San Diego, Kansas City, a couple of division games. Their run home is quite tough, and that's where I think they'll lose. If, if, if Derek Carr can stand up and show... That he's a friend, like he is a franchise right. quarterback, but make that leap. Do you know what helps him stand up? The Legs. offensive line. <laughs> Their offensive line is one two with Dallas. Yes. Would you agree? Yes. It After is the Dallas, it's, best. Yeah. it's clearly the second yeah. best. So that will help him stand up if you if that's you know what you yep. if you if that's the term you want to use. So they got Osamili, Osamili, yep, Bruce Irvin, yep. Sean Smith. All these free, Reggie all the, Nelson, Reggie Nelson. The, you know their free agency uh, was. Terrific, adding to what they already they have in a ridiculous, you know, defense and oh, with Khalil Mack. Yeah, and, sorry, I'm trying yeah, to think of Mario, Mack. I'm like, yeah, yeah, Alex Ma- Mack. No, Mario Edwards Jr., Ben Heaney, Malcolm Smith, they're David Emerson. So yeah. they they're quite a legitimate defensive threat. And yep. then you've got that offensive line. You've got a young quarterback who's just growing and growing in confidence. Yep. They've got a Mari Cooper who looked like he is a legitimate NFL wide receiver. 
Crabtree, who looked no. like a young Crabtree again <laughs> last year. What have they got to lose? They're just... Yeah, I agree with you. If if they put it all together, that offensive line, that offense can be really elite. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of Latavius Murray, but DeAndre Washington, the rookie running back, looks really good as well as a good compliment See, back. Don't you think that's a good one-two that's punch? That's a great one-two patch. But this is where we won and lost. The last four games at Kansas City, at San Diego, at Denver, and then a game against Indy as well at home. So three division road games to close out the last four weeks. If they can win... Two of those games, they will probably win that division. I think it'll come down to those last four weeks. What I love about this division is you've got Oakland at Denver and then you've got Kansas City at San Diego in Week 17. Both of those games could really decide the division. Like, it feels like an extra playoff week Good to me. Good job, schedule makers. I know. Brilliant job. Um, I like the over at $1.85. I've got them at nine wins. I have them losing their last four. But if they can show and stand up and... Derek Carr can make the leap and be a franchise quarterback. They'll they'll be a real strong play. I have them in the playoffs. They they on based on the seeding and everything. They get into the playoffs. So I have them making the playoffs. I know it's uh, you know the sophomore season, but um, Carr had the highest quarterback rating of any quarterback below twenty. I want to say twenty-seven. So- is it sophomore? Isn't it? He's played two years. Isn't it going into year three? Yeah, you know, I'm not American. <laughs> Shut up, Josh. Sorry, mate. It yeah. is for Amari Cooper, though. It is, and he was <laughs> but, he was injured as well for most of last year with with an ankle injury. So there you so, go. Yeah, but um, so you're you're high on you have the Raiders winning the division. I'm very high on them. Wow, bullish if you like. Because normally you're a Chiefs, you're a big Chiefs guy because of Andy Reid. Um, no, not so much Andy Reid. I'm an Alex Smith fan. Yeah, all right, Alex Smith. Wow. He, one exists. He excites me. Okay. Speaking of... <laughs> He's riveting. Speaking of riveting, let's go with Philip Rivers in the San Diego Chargers. See what I did there? Shaking your head at By me. the way, <laughs> quote of the week. Ridiculous. Yep. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that in, in our next normal pod. This is a special uh, special edition podcast. Uh, let's, let's look at the Chargers now. Uh, obviously... A disappointing season last year. Uh, a lot of injuries on the offensive line, a lot of injuries on defense, but they've they've made up for it uh, in free agency. They added Casey Haywood. They added Travis Benjamin. They added some pieces. Uh, Matt Slauson, late after the draft. C- can't believe Chicago. Just, they'd be kicking themselves now, given the injury to Geronimo Grasso. Real person, by the way. Uh, and they added Brandon Meebane. They added a lot of talent to their team, and suddenly this roster kind of looks all right. I kinda, their defense, I think, so underrated. Their, their secondary, Brandon Flowers, Dwight Lowry, Jason Verrett, Casey Haywood. It's pretty good. You're shaking your head at me. Think about it this way, right? Their secondary, good. Yep. What about their pass rushing linebackers? Linebackers, Denzel Perryman is a stud. He's going to be a huge, huge factor for them going forward. Obviously, you add... Joey Bosa into the mix. Corey Legit. Melvin Ingram's a great player. Manti Teo's terrible, but they drafted that guy that we love, Jartavis Brown, that crazy fast linebacker mm-hmm. from uh, from Akron. So so much stuff. Kyle Emanuel, outside linebacker as well from a small school. Went to the same school as Carson Wentz last year. They drafted him. I don't know. That doesn't I, mean he's good. I, no, no. <laughs> he, I think he is good. I think but right around seven is... Right, I think they'll come. The overs. I think they'll come last in the division. Think about it, right? All Denver, Kansas City, Oakland are all going to have decent running games. 
even though Oakland, it's Latavius Murray who we're not overly yeah, high but the on. The offensive line. The offensive line's yeah. terrific, and we just we just spoke about Washington, so yeah. it's a perfect compliment. You you got to remember as well. Though I think it was like ten games or something last year. With the, in ten games for the Chargers last year, it was decided by three points or less. So even if you win just half of those, that's increasing your wins dramatically. So they they were so close even in defeat last year, and then now they're healthy. The offensive line looks good. King Dunlap, Orlando Franklin, Matt Slauson, DJ Fluka, and Joe Barksdale. It's a solid line. Melvin Gordon looks a lot better. Trained with Adrian Peterson in the offseason. All right, another thing I look at. Yep. Right? It's not so ma- much about San Diego being bad as other teams Things being good. Being oh, good. If the Chargers were in the AFC South, they'd win it. Oh, of course. And, well, maybe not, of course. I like the Jags and stuff. But yep. anyway, the Denver, even though. It was a Peyton Manning. Just getting another quarterback who is a little bit more athletic just makes the team better. Yeah. It just makes the team better. They also have CJ Anderson, who's kind of coming into his own, but they have a good complementary backup now in Devontae Booker. Yep. So they, you know, that's all looking good. Kansas City, they did lose some defensive pieces, but then getting Jamal Charles back is going to be beneficial. I know he's still got yeah. lingering and injury. And Spencer Ware's decent. Of course, yeah. and so is Char Kendrick West. Not a Pokemon. No. He's still there, right? Yeah, he's still there. Yeah, so that's like a three-headed monster led by, you know, Jamal Charles, who's a terrific running back. He's a potential Hall of Fame running back. Yeah, so then they've also, you know, a Kelsey, they've got Macklin, they've got, you know, they've got a good range of weapons yeah. there. Oakland, we just mentioned. This it's, is a tough division. It's just San Diego's in a position where they're just unfortunate to be yeah. in such a difficult division. Yeah, I, d- I just think that their defense is overlooked and underrated, and they have the best quarterback in the division. So it, it wouldn't surprise me if they win 10 games. Would that shock you? Yes. It would shock you. If they won 10? Yeah. Yes. Really? Yeah. That, for me, I ex- I'm extremely yeah. high on um, Allen. Oh, he's so good. However... You need more than that. Just ask Matt Ryan. Antonio yeah, Gates. You mean 78-year-old? Uh, mate, he's still got it. Do you know he played basketball? <laughs> <laughs> the job. charges for me, when I went through, like, I give, I go through all of it. I give a green for a definite win, red for a loss, yellow coin flip game. The charges' whole schedule, apart from a couple of were just coin flip games. I Honestly, I have no idea what their range is. It wouldn't shock me if they win 10 games. I, I think over seven is you know what though. lock. You know what? The luck that San Diego has, I know. they will pick heads and it'll be a double-sided tails coin. Yeah, I know. It's That's the luck. I should have asked to see the coin before picking heads. All right, let's move on now to... It's a push for me. <laughs> push. It's an over you. It's, it's an over my, it's and one bold. Of my, it's, one of my best, yeah, it's one of my best bets in the AFC. No, uh, all right, let's move on to the north. This is a two-horse race at this point. Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. Let's start with Cincinnati. The line is nine and a half wins. You can get over nine and a half at $2.00. Under nine and a half for a dollar eighty-two. I just again another team not getting the love it deserves. Really great roster, constructed so well, deep, talented. Injuries if they if they get injured, they've got they've got plenty of people that can just step next man up. They're the closest next man up team to the Patriots in in yeah. the AFC. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just I know they lost a lot on offense and people. It is you know it's. The wide receivers are, uh, are players that people notice the most. So when a couple of wide receivers go, people really worry. But you look at this offensive line. You've got you know first-round, second-round picks 
playing their second team. Their second team offensive line is probably better than the Bears' starting offensive line. That's how deep they are on that offensive line. And their defense is, is killing it. Carlos Dunlap's fantastic. Geno Atkins is good. They've got they've added Carlos Dansby, who another, you know, when you leave Cleveland, you end up getting better, even though he's 77 years old. Vontae's perfect. He hangs abs- out with Antonio. <laughs> is an absolute maniac. I know they lost Reggie Nelson, but they did that because they trust Sean Williams, who that's going to replace him. And they've still got George Ioka and Adam Jones there and Drake Kirkpatrick as well. So just top to bottom, I really love this roster. AJ Green's a stud. Andy Dalton's coming off his best year. Obviously losing Hugh Jackson really hurts. That's probably the biggest loss on offense to me. But I just expect more power running, more eye formation, more Jeremy Hill, more Gio Bernard in split backs in the slot. He's a great runner after the catch. I think over nine and a half, easily. The last four years, they finished between ten and twelve. That's enough said. Enough until they have they gotten worse. No, no. The, the losses have been mitigated by the gains. And they're such a complete, consistent, overall well-constructed roster that it's not like they've brought a young rookie in to replace someone like, especially like I know oh. that Marvin Jones and Muhammad Sanu and things like that were replaced by Boyd and things yeah. like that, but you're looking still at, have a vet there. Yeah. And you're looking at Marvin Jones and Muhammad Sanu as not, you know, transcendent talents or anything no. like that, where I'm not saying Boyd is, but at least yeah. Boyd's a rookie and has a chance to become something great. Yeah. And they look, and Brandon LaFell will start as a number two. And look, last year was Sorry, a right. I just, I can't watch him and, believe that he'll finish the season as No, I think Boyd will eventually, and you've got to keep an eye out for Cody Gore, the unforgotten man from Ole Miss. Everyone talks about Treadwell, but Cody Gore was a pretty good player. So, like, that, once Tyler Arthur gets back, though, your second wide receiver will become your number three target anyway, and arguably your number four target, because if Gio Bernard's out there on third downs, I think he'll be your third look anyway. Uh, I, I can see them, I have them down for 12 wins, or 11 wins, sorry. Could be... Gonna say. Sorry, yeah. Their ceiling is 12, though. I... I, I can see them easily winning twelve games and winning the division. So you have them winning the division? Uh, I think no. I have them. I have the Steelers winning the division. I have them at eleven nice. and five as my prediction so far. Nice. But well and truly over the nine and a half. So let's move on to I ha- who I have winning the division. That is the Pittsburgh Steelers, despite losing Martavis Bryant, despite Le'Veon Bell being suspended. Ten and a half is the line. Dollar ninety pick them. Ten and a half. I'm taking the over. I'm pushing it because I'm still nervous about the loss of Martavius Bryant, the Le'Veon Bell early games. You're not excited about Eli Rogers, the best wide receiver name ever? Ow! Nope. No, yeah, no. He's hey, I mentioned mentioned him on our pod. You did. He um no, he's a he's a flashy son of a gun. But um, eleven, eleven is I think a good landing spot for Pittsburgh, but I can easily see them going. 13. Do you have them winning the division, or yes. do you have Cincy? No, I have them probably as top seed in the yep. whole AFC. Yeah, I think I have that as well. Uh, look, Antonio Brown, Ben Roethlisberger, rinse, repeat. They just keep doing it. Le'Veon Bell will be out there too, and you're fine with you're fine with D'Angelo Williams for three weeks. Mm-hmm. Shown he can be a factor. Um, obviously, Semi Coates hype didn't live up to expectation, which is a shame. It is a shame, but Marcus Wheaton's there. We mentioned Eli Rogers. Because the Marcus Wheaton things really panned out. Look, he's fine, but he's not. We don't. Okay, to be honest, we don't really need to say too much. The defense isn't amazing, but it's just a solid enough defense to, you know, get the offense on the field enough. Yep. And the offense is going to be firing because it has 
It doesn't. It's not even a really well-rounded offense. It's just got three studs. Just abs. You know, top three of their positions yeah. at any. Antonio Brown, top. Yep. Le'Veon Bell, top. Yep. Ben Roethlisberger, top two. Yeah. Oh, yep. No, I wouldn't. Top. It's in a top. Terms, he's in a top terms player. of right now, and someone that can make all the throws, you take Aaron Rodgers one, Roethlisberger two. There's no other quarterback that can make as deep, accurate throws down the field as Ben Roethlisberger and Aaron Rodgers. Really? In the, my Ben Roethlisberger is there. And, and on third down. Interesting. And he's a guy that actually gets better when the pocket gets murkier. It's ridiculous. Right. Uh, you mentioned the defense as well, but they have some rookies that we really loved. You know, if you covered, if you followed us during the draft period, Sean Davis was a guy that you really liked. Artie Burns is a guy that we both liked that got hyped late. And Javon Hargrave. Oh, Sean Davis didn't get enough love. And yeah, Javon Hargrave was a small school guy that I really loved. That They drafted all three of them. So, you know, you could see some rookies making some impacts. And Jordan Berry, if I need a punter, to pin the opponent deep inside their own 10 or 20. I'm taking him over anyone. Oh, I thought you were going to say you are going to call him and ask him who you take. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jordan Berry. He's a stud. Some great <laughs> stories we heard about him from um, Alex at the Sydney we did. He's, he's a good lad. Oh, great stuff. All like right, Alex let, and Jordan. Let's move, on. let's move on to the Baltimore Ravens. Their line is eight. And I don't know what to do with the Ravens. I think... I mentioned the Chargers have a wide range of outcomes. Baltimore is another team that have a huge, wider, wide range of outcomes. Dollar seventy for the over, two fifteen so for the under. The talking. I'm great at syntax. <laughs> All right, Baltimore again, bookies, bloody, you're nailing it. <laughs> um, I know it's your job and everything, but bravo. I like the under. However, because they're such a confusing team, and I don't know how they're. There's just so many... I know there's so many question marks, but there's also so many, like, the running backs are old. And I don't know if they're going to perform well, or they're just going to perform to a solid standard, and that will be enough for the team to succeed. And I don't know if Steve Smith's going to come back and be any good whatsoever, or he's going to, you know, be old Steve Smith. Be Reggie Wayne or Andre Johnson. Just a ridiculous target machine. I don't know. Mike Wallace is a flashy name. He's a flashy name. I think... He will. He could single-handedly win you a game if he catches two deep balls and legs it. Yep. So it's it. All these factors can easily win Baltimore a couple of games out of nowhere. But yep. then at the same time, if these things don't gel, yep. Flat. Yeah, and you still you haven't even mentioned Flacco returning from an ACL injury, which is massive. Uh, Kalichi Osamelli, they lost as well, replacing him. Uh, but I, that's one thing I am happy with and I've seen enough progress in the preseason to know that Ronnie Stanley and Alex Lewis, the two rookies playing on the left side are actually going to be good and that's great work by Ozzie Newsome. But you mentioned the running backs like Forsett is quite old. There's a mess at, you know, Ravens fans keep saying oh we're stacked at running back and wide receiver. We mentioned on the pod the other day, not stacked. You've got a lot of players but nothing standing out. Nothing elite. Um, Philly's, you know, stacked at quarterback. Yeah, but no like, (laughs) exactly. But and on defense, Elvis Dumerville coming back from injury. Uh, Terrell Broncos, Suggs. Broncos are stacked at quarterback too. We don't know who's exactly. Terrell Suggs coming back from injury. You know they added Eric Weddle, uh, Jimmy Smith as well, coming back from some injuries. It's just there's so many things there that is just there's just so many like unknowns. Like Terrell Suggs and Elvis Dumerville could return fine, and their pass rush is. Awesome, and they could easily disrupt defenses, uh, offensives, and and be 
a great team again. Remember they they were up fourteen in the AFC mm-hmm. Championship game two years ago. All right. Well, but see how see how I view this, right? I know there's these question marks, and we're we're kind of we're not just ruling out any team because there are question marks. But maybe this is a time where we look at them and go, there are so many question marks that it it just can't possibly succeed. When we look at teams like last year, and we were thinking, you know, we looked at. Even though we were, you know, just being optimistic, there were still so many questions about the Jags that we thought, you know, they might they might be a really good team last year. And we, there were still a lot of question marks, and yet they kind of fell flat. They just didn't reach the height that we thought yeah. they could. And I mean, I know it's a different situation for Baltimore, but at the same time, there's just so there's yeah. just too many. And not all the answers to the questions can be yes. Yes. Like there's going to be some no's in there that are going to be tough to swallow for Ravens fans. So. I'm taking the under. I've got them at seven and nine, but look, I I had a push, but like you, I would go there. It would finish seven or six. Yeah, I think I have maybe six and ten as well. I need a review, but I think their best chance is nine wins. So when the line is eight and their best chance, I think is nine. I'm taking the unders. Uh, let's move on to Cleveland. By the way, money going on the overs for Ravens. Yeah, interesting. So, yeah, I don't let's know. get out of here. Yeah, Australians. Anywhere. Um, all right. Cleveland Browns, the line is at four and a half, dollar sixty five for over, two twenty five for under. Obviously the money is shifted based off the preseason play of RG three and Terrell Pryor and Josh Gordon returning. Somewhat of an offense under Hugh Jackson, who has proven himself now, well not proven, but has at least shown that he can be a uh, quarterback whisperer in the league, has shown that this offense will be somewhat exciting at least, to say the least. Yeah, it's just generally threats that he's whispering like, you better win or I'm going to cut, cut you, you, kind of thing. Yep. But it, it, it seems to be working. And RG3, balling. Looks okay. I just... I know it's preseason. Yeah. And I know that like, even he's, the catch that yeah. Josh Gordon brought in, probably PI. Yeah. And throwing in a double coverage and just relying on Josh Gordon to get up and lit, that's fine. But, right. you know, you got to take the bad with that. There's going to be picks. There's going to be... Mistakes and look, RG three's always had a deep ball, but it's it's the rest of the game that he's he's had to develop and, and work on. Their offensive line is a little bit of concern. I've seen him on the ground too much, and their defense is an absolute just tire fire. They've traded, they've released Paul Kruger, they've traded their punter. It's just going to be a complete write off of, of a season for them. Would five wins shock me? Yeah, yes and no. Um, if you ask me. Th- before the preseason, I would have said no way would they win five games. But with this offense, they can be a little bit sneaky. On their schedule as well, there's a there's an RG3 revenge game against Washington that um, you, you got to put it down. you got to put them oh, down for juicy. a win. You've got to put them. I'm looking at it, and I think, once again, boogies are pretty good. But I do think it's a, it's a push. I think it's right around the, that right mark. But yep. like, I think the the wins that I would take away from Baltimore... I would possibly give them to Cleveland and have them at five or six. Problem is, the teams that they're facing at home are all pretty good, like New England, Dallas, you know, the Jets, it, it, the Giants, Pittsburgh. They're just tough games to to really when you look at their overall roster. God, I'm against, crossing my fingers they against, go well. Look, I don't. I think we just got to be patient. I think the amount of picks that they've acquired and things like that. Obviously, you just got to hope that they're building. I've got them for three wins. I'm taking the under um, at two twenty five. I like the value. Um, I don't like betting on the under on a team that I want to see succeed, but unfortunately, when you look at their roster and their schedule, uh, I'm taking the under. All right, let's move on to our last division. And this one, uh, you know, the, the uh, AFC West was a bit of a confusion and a four-horse race. I think this division is probably a three-horse race, but I wouldn't write off Tennessee. 
given the exotic smash mouth we've seen in the preseason. But uh, let's start with Houston Texans. They won the division last year with injuries due to uh, quarterback to Indianapolis sort of helped them do that. But uh, eight and a half is the line. Over is $2.10. Under is $1.74. The big question mark, obviously, with this team is Brock Osweiler. Mm-hmm. $70 million contract, six games, barely any snaps. They have gave him this big ton of money on the promise that he could develop into a franchise quarterback. Obviously, uh, we'll have to wait and see, but they've surrounded him with plenty of weapons. Lamar Miller, plethora. Will Fuller, Braxton Miller, and then obviously DeAndre Hopkins. Don't count out Cecil Shorts the third. Great name. I never have. Never count him out. Defense, obviously, we saw them. We've seen them all preseason without J.J. Watt. Jadavian Clowney's back looks pretty good. They swarm to the... They swarmed to the ball quite aggressively, and then you got to add J.J. Ward in. But their defense was always going to be solid. But yeah. the issue is their offensive line. Dwayne Brown coming back from Achilles, still not there. And then their center, who they drafted, is out for the season. Really worried about their offensive line and their protection. It is a shame, and especially with um, you know a, a, an inexperienced quarterback like like jeez, like Brock Osweiler. Did I stutter? Like Brock Osweiler. Yep. Um, yeah, that's always a concern, but like you said, the weapons around him is just incredible. They they have really given him everything. The Braxton Miller is that like he will be one of the quickest slot receivers out there, mm. or just a deep threat. You, I mean, they don't even need him as a deep threat though, because Will Fuller's just that but, dunk quick. Yeah. By the way, he's got a third on the end of his name. Does he? Well, f- maybe Will that's maybe that's the key to success in the NFL. Maybe Jared Hayne the third. I know. Just ask RG three. It's not that great. Oh yeah. <laughs> 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 Uh, that is correct. Uh, yeah, no, that offensive line is obviously the worry. I, I do like the Jadavian Clowney kind of... Um, JJ Watt combo? Yeah. It is in, a it bit is intimidating. Nice. I have them as... I think I think they'll get to nine. This this uh, it's, it's, division is going to be so flat. Like a, like a, It's going to be really close, I yeah. think. My issue is... It's, it's, by the way, it's unfortunate that Tennessee is yet, I feel... They're still on the bottom of that division. Mm. They're a defense away. Their offense looks good. They're a defense away. It's unlucky. We'll it's get really to unfortunate. We'll get to them. But my issue with Houston is I don't think Osweiler is that big of an upgrade over Brian Hoyer. I watched Osweiler in the preseason, and my, my problem with him is he just looks down his first receiver. Like, he doesn't go through his reads enough. And then when the, cop- the pocket collapses... Did I stutter? His footwork isn't... The best. Like right. He gets really stiff. He, he he just doesn't look fluid enough. I want to get this out of you though, right? Yeah. So are you, do you have them? What, what's I, I've got them at eight and eight. Eight and eight? Again. So you're under or a push? I'm a push. Okay. Uh, I just, I don't want What was their record it. last year? Because the, if the under was $2.10, I'd take the under, but what's, it's $1.70. What's their record last year? Do you know? Eight and eight was their record Eight and eight last year. Won the division. They won the division and you're saying you're not sure if he's an upgrade over Hoyer. But the offense completely is. Oh, yes. But they, they also didn't have the tough schedule that they have last year. They had one of the easiest schedules in the NFL. They won the division now, so they have a much harder schedule than last year. Like, But they massively still harder. play that division. They still play that division. you got to remember, though, Andrew Luck was injured. So you have to assume, even though the Colts team overall probably not as good, the defense... The Colts' defense got worse. It, it did. Uh, I don't know. How, it, how did it get better? Greg Toller's gone. <laughs> Henry Anderson in year two. Like, yeah, we lost Jarrell Freeman. Our defense got worse, but Andrew Luck is going to hopefully be healthy and play 16 games. So you have to assume that they're going to be much better. You also have to assume that Jacksonville are a better team and Tennessee are a better team. This year's Jacksonville team is so much better than last year's. They've got massively better. 
So it's going to be a lot tougher for, for them to win some division games. So that 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 is my reason for them still being at eight and eight. I just can't see it. Obviously, I, I'll if Brock Osweiler is an upgrade over Hoyer and he's really good, then obviously ten wins is not out of possibility at all. Even eleven wins. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bill O'Brien's a great coach, and they're going to run the ball a lot. But obviously, that that loss to Nick, I think it was Nick Martin, was their center is huge. They've got Greg Mansk playing center, a real person. Yep, should be an accountant. On Queen Street, um, it's just yeah. I, I've I've got him as a push. All right. Well, I have him as and and JJ. Well, we haven't even mentioned back injury. How how do we know that he he's going to be back and and be a hundred percent JJ? What I think, apart from him telling us constantly that he's back or that he's fine, he's the kind of guy that wouldn't like even if he had a broken back, he'd still probably be out there. That's so stupid. Shout out to Romo, <laughs> but <Jeez>. he. <laughs> No, but I. He—he's the kind of guy that would just be like, you know what? It's eighty percent. Let's do it. Um, yeah, I would say I—that's the kind of it's Houston are ridiculous. I would—it's a push for me, but I do see them getting to nine. Yep. Okay. They've got some some you know they play at Green Bay, at Minnesota, Kansas City, some tough games at Denver as well. God, Min- that's going to be a good game. Minnesota at Denver. aren't scaring me as much anymore. Their defense still. Still good. Mm-hmm. We'll wait and see. We'll get to them in the NFC section. Uh, my Colts now, Indianapolis, nine and a half over two dollars forty five, under a dollar fifty five. So they're hammering the unders here, uh, and probably rightly so. Uh, Jack Muhord out for a month. They drafted not. They've drafted nine offensive linemen, and we've had one hundred yard rusher in the Andrew Luck era. No running game, no defense. You think they'd have learnt from the Peyton Manning era of? building a, a proper roster around your franchise quarterback. But no, no, let's just give him weapons and just rely on 60 points a game. Um, fantasy fantasy people, just draft Colts because it's going to be track meets for him. Luck's going to have to score 40, 45-plus points to win a game, and I can see him getting absolutely slayed by people for not doing so. How dare he not score 40 points To be game? honest, I don't know if he'll make it through this season. The thing is, is that during the draft, you... Even though you were happy with the Brian Kelly pick, yep, you still thought the defense needed to be addressed far yep. more. Yep. Saying that, the offensive line needs so much work. If that offense, that offense is going to be what's going to keep you in games and win games for you. Yes, but if you draft a good defense, your quarterback doesn't have to drop back sixty times a game, putting you at risk more and more and more. So it's like an ebb and flow, and this is why we love NFL because there's so many mm-hmm. factors influence so many other factors. The offensive line was league average, literally league average last year. It wasn't. It was bad, but it wasn't as bad as what media portray it to be. Like Jack Muhort was one of the top ten guards on PFF. Anthony Costanzo is a top fifteen left tackle. Like there's mm-hmm. two pieces there. Ryan Kelly picked great. Laraven Clark in round three was silly when there's so many good corners available. We've seen them all. We just talked about them in the previous episode where we mentioned defensive rookie of the year candidates, and there was a couple of third, fourth round corners that we mentioned that are going to play roles for teams and the Colts have just lost Fonte Davis for at least six weeks, possibly more, and it's an ankle injury that he may, he may not overcome and he's the only player on our defense that's recognizable. You got stumped. Like, you watch NFL every day and you couldn't name another Colts defender. That's a concern. Bjorn Werner. God. <laughs> and the Jags, the Jags released him so we couldn't use Bjorn again as a headline. I'm devastated. But, uh, it's just, it is a concern. Henry Anderson is a good young rookie, uh, second-year player, really good rookie season, but we we don't have any pass rush. 
Secondary's a mess. TJ Green, who we drafted in the second round, traded back for, has actually looked okay at safety, but we still we don't have any corners whatsoever. It's it it is it is worrying. Oh I'm I'm on the under. Before the Vontae Davis injury, I was firmly like a push, like ten wins I was expecting. Uh, I I don't know now. I, I have them at nine and seven, so I am on the under. No you're not. Oh yeah, sorry. Just nine and a <laughs> yeah, half. Sorry. Yep. Simple. Uh, nine I'm... and a half. It, nine is less than nine and a half. Is yeah. that correct? Yep. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. I'm at. I'm probably more around seven. Wow. Which wouldn't shock me. Like seven what, or six, yeah. man. Would it shock you if Luck has one of his best seasons ever, but we still only win seven games? Like, does that? That is kind of like um, uh, Matt Stafford story. So Matt Stafford comes out constantly, constantly getting three fifty, four hundred yards a game, yeah. but losing. Yeah. Or game. Matt Ryan's. 2013 or 2014 when they went from the NFC like he overachieved that year with a terrible roster and the same roster came back and it was woeful and was exposed he had a great season but the team didn't or even Tony Romo before the playoff season in Dallas where he played really well but the rest of the team was just an absolute tie fire I I can see one of those seasons yeah Uh, all right let's move on to the Jacksonville Jaguars now uh huge buzz surrounding them massive buzz surrounding them drafted Studs every nearly every pick. Miles Jack, Jalen Ramsey, Sheldon Day, Yannick Nagogwe. Did we skip Tennessee on purpose? No, we'll come back to them. <laughs> okay. Um, this this Jacksonville defense is just full of. You've got Senderic Marks playing second team on defense, and he's a he's a stud. He's a stud defensive tackle. He's played second team. It's crazy. If it wasn't for this confusing division, I think I'd I'd probably have them a little bit higher rated. But because they're in the AFC South. Even if like even when a, there's a good team, somehow I feel they need to lose a couple of wins to fit in with the division. It's something I don't know. It's just it doesn't That's make the any strangest sense. Strangest thing I've ever heard. But Makes it's so zero many, sense. I know it does. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. I love that we added that drop for you, and now yeah, you're yeah. using it against me. <laughs> to be um, honest, I probably should have played that half a dozen times on myself today. Yeah, um, no, it's just something about this division which just completely confuses me. It's the same as, it's just pure coincidence that your division is the, the yeah. version of the NFC East in the, yeah, a- I know. In we're, the AFC. We're in mirror worlds. So you thought Washington was going to come last last year and then they won the division. Yeah. You also thought Houston was going to suck, they won the division. Yeah. So, I mean... Well, they still did suck, really. Like, 8-8 eight and, eight and you win a division because we had Matt Hasselback yeah, and Josh look, Freeman start games. Yeah, and did you also look at Washington and go, that's a really good team? No. No. So... Again, spoiler alert, I don't <laughs> think Washington are going to be good again. I think they overachieved. <laughs> what a shock. Okay, anyway, yeah. we're getting lost. Yeah, we are. But Jacksonville, good line, seven and a half. I'd probably have them slightly over. I'd have them at eight or nine. I like the team. Yeah, I, I do like the team. I think I think we're a year off for them being like a, a juggernaut. I think that they're a year off becoming the Raiders. Yeah, I think that's a great analogy. Yeah? Yeah, no, I dig that a lot. So I think that like their running backs complement each other. They've got wide receivers. They're totally, the on, Allen board. They're to- yeah, they're totally on board with Allen and Allen. Bortles looks like a... We just need to see Bortles in crunch time because he hasn't been in close games. I just want to see if he can be not clutch. clutch. No, no, that's right. Yeah. He needs to be clutch because it's... Just handle the pressure. The Big Ben comparisons... Still are make always, some dumb throws. ...are always going to be there. Yep. And they're like, he could be Big Ben. It's not like yeah. he... It's like just he be seventy percent Big Ben. He has the characteristics of yeah. Big Ben and everything like that, but Big Ben comes through. He still has a terrible throw, like the other week, just during the day. They played the Bengals the other the other day, and he's getting absolutely torn in 
by Geno Adkins and Carlos Dunlap, and he still tries to throw a screen that was seven yards behind the line of scrimmage and ended up... Ah, of course, yeah. Like, I, just, I, I did just see throw that it throw. out of bounds. And you just think... Stop that, doing that. That's when you've... It's like he's trying to be clutch when really just... Throwing it away would be clutch. Getting rid of it yep. is the smart, uh, really yeah. good move for your team. And, yeah, so we haven't seen Bortles do that. So if, if Bortles actually d- is 70% Big Ben, like they could win nine games, ten games. They could mm-hmm. with this team. They look great on paper, but I just want to see it first before I'm more confident. And that's similar to what I said about the Raiders, those last four games. They look good on paper, but I just haven't seen it yet in, in clutch times, in really where actual real stakes are on the line, because it's been a long time since Jacksonville and Oakland have been in, in playoff contention late in the season where it actually means means something. And the offensive line is still an absolute weakness for this team. Luke Jokel is getting exposed at guard. They tried him at left tackle, didn't work. Kelvin Beecham's an upgrade. What? Absolute fall from grace for Luke Jockel. Oh, he's always been terrible since he's been in the NFL. But they, from college, he, he, yeah. Up until the day before the draft, he, he was, was a un, sure thing. He was a unanimous first overall pick. Then he went second. Yeah, crazy. Unlucky Jags. Yeah, and Dante Fowler's back as well. Like, there's just so many good things about this team when you look at it on paper. But I just want to see it. And there's so many. You got you're going over though, yeah. Yeah, we're I've, optimistic overs for Jags. Yeah, I've got them at eight and eight, so I've just got them over. Um, Do you know what sucks? What? You have a division full of teams which is like really people are barracking for. People finally want to see Houston do okay. Yeah. I think after Hard Knocks, people fell in love oh, with their team. I, I like Bill O'Brien. I want to see him successful. It's just their fans just drive me nuts. I don't know. Anyway, let's talk about Tennessee, who for once, for once in a few years actually are exciting. Marcus Mariota looks straight fire. Like I think fire emojis. He is on fire right now. I think it's one year away before I invest in a jersey. Wow, that's cool for no, the Mariota. And the Mariota Titans jerseys look sick. Too. Oh, they look great. Yeah, By awesome. the way, there was quite a, there was a there was a few of those at the college game. And was, I respect the hell out yeah. of people that will wear a Titans jersey like that. And Derek Henry looks good. Demarco Murray actually looks like he's back, not to 2014 self, but something somewhat similar. The to offense that. suits his playing style far better oh, than what Chip Kelly Much was better doing. offense, much better scheme fit for him. Look, obviously the defense is a mess. It's It's got some players, but no cohe- cohesion. It's funny that I mess up the word cohesion. Uh, you know, Jarrell Casey's a good player. Uh, Avery Williamson, who I mentioned in our other mm-hmm. preseason markets. And obviously Brian Arakpo is a difference maker at linebacker. But yeah, their secondary still has some issues for me to get really excited about. It's teams like this that you really hope that there is a rookie or an undrafted player you know, comes through and shines through. Yeah, there's and it, a couple there that you you couldn't wouldn't shock you. Yeah, and but it's also like kind of I'm not I'm I'm not saying that there's going to be a Josh Norman that comes out there, but there's like players that you know have been there for a while, then all of a sudden just out of nowhere, bam, they have this terrific season, and then it puts them on the market, and then not on the market like in the headlines and they make a flashy play or something like that. And that really helps the team, especially when it comes to the next off season and people go, Hey, I want to play with that guy. Yep. And that guy has the intensity or the play or, you know, the attitude that I want to play with in a team. Yep. And something like that is what Tennessee needs. They just need one difference maker on defense that will help attract them. Like as soon the Raiders defense was not good. And then they got Khalil Mack. Yep. And I can't even remember anyone on the team around that time. And when Khalil Mack was there, people just thought this guy's going to be a difference maker for a while. Yep. I want to join that team, and look how it's revolutionised. And that having team. yeah, and having such an elite playmaker helps people around you get better because you, you obviously learn off them, you practice against them, 
and he, because he requires so much attention, it gives you easier looks as well. Like yeah. you see that with JJ Watt when he gets double teamed, it helps. Whitney Marcellus gets so many sacks because he's just single teamed every time. So there's a couple there. Kevin Dodd, Kevin Bayard, the two Kevins, the, the rookies there that could do something. But yeah, this defense isn't just isn't got enough playmate hasn't got enough playmakers on it for me to to get them to give them more wins and keep them in games longer. Outside of the running backs and Mariota though, Ta- uh, Sharp and Tajay. Delaney Walker. Delaney Walker. Yeah, and Rashad Matthews is fine too. We've always been a pretty big fan of him. Kendall his. Wright is now no longer on the radar for me. I think he's gone. They still lack like a huge, I don't know, and specimen freak, like a difference maker. And Doriel Green-Beckham was that, but just so lazy and just could not get it together, which sucks because Titans invested a lot of uh, draft capital and time and effort into that, and it just didn't work out um, for them. It just wasn't a good fit. Obviously, it's hard to get excited as well about a Mike Malarkey-led team. Stop saying that. I'm a... My lucky you, believer. You're, wow. Uh, so five and a half. I am going under. I I've got them at f- I've got them at five wins so far. So I pushed it because I feel like people are going to smash the overs because of how well they played in the preseason, and they have. They've looked great, but you got to remember it is preseason, so it is tougher to really see if they can have that sustained success offensively the longer games go on. Mm. So we'll wait and see. But man, Derek Henry looks so good. He just gains three or four yards falling forward. It's ridiculous. Of okay, that's the that's the AFC of of all the AFC. What's your what's your best bet or your lock that you you really pushing hard? I I really do believe Oakland will topple eight and a half wins. I do. I really like that. And at the current the current price at William Hill is a dollar eighty five for overs. So that's far better than what you're getting. You're looking at other teams. Do you honestly have more faith in Oakland getting over eight and a half at a dollar eighty five or Tennessee getting over five and a half at a dollar sixty? I'd rather over New England at ten and a half at a dollar eighty five. That's probably my <laughs> there you go. My best bet. But th- I agree. That's a pretty good bet. Uh I like Denver as well over at nine and a half at two dollars thirty, just in terms of value. Like that's a that's a great price. It is. For a great defense. And an all time defense. And my other Lock, I really like San Diego over, over seven. I know the price isn't ideal, dollar sixty, but I just I believe in this San Diego team. I feel like I'm higher in San Diego than most, but yeah, I, I believe in this team. All right, buddy. All right, that's our uh, AFC. Stay tuned for our NFC pick the lines, and uh, as always, gamble responsibly. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at JYNFL. I'm at Woot ETC. You can follow the show at Woot and Why. We are on Stitcher, iTunes, Wooshka, Radio Hub. Tune in radio as well. Peace out. Thank you.